Some shows lean left, some lean right, but we lean local and business. This is North Georgia Business Radio X with Phil Benelli. For the next hour, we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them. Find us on Facebook at North Georgia Business Radio X and online at NorthGeorgiaBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's Phil Benelli. There's so many things that people see that represent your business, your marketing, your advertising, your social media. What about the landscaping? Joining us today on the show is Steve Murray, uh, CEO, owner, founder, all the above. We'll break down his title of New Leaf Landscaping. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you, Phil. I'm glad to be here. Uh, Steve, you, I love, you know, of all the businesses we have on the show, on the show they're all different and unique. Um, but you do, you're, you're what you provide with amazing landscaping and handling the maintenance of it is you provide a worry-free, wonderful cover of the book. You know, what is this? I'm walking up to a business. I'm going up to somebody's home. What's the first thing I see? This amazing landscaping. It just, it's wonderful. Oh, absolutely. Curb appeal is so important to buildings and residences. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, when you're selling your home too, uh, it is amazing how much, you know, if you have great curb appeal, how quickly you can sell your house too. You want to enjoy it while you're there, but as you're moving, it's an important aspect of it as well. Ah, well, and you know, I didn't even think about that. But as, yes, as we're, we're, we're coming to a place in the real estate market where, you know, the, the transaction velocity is decreasing, there's a little more inventory. You want to stand out a little bit more. Are you going to sell your house in 60 days? That's enough time for New Leaf to get it uh, get look sell ready. Absolutely. All right. So, Steve, tell the audience a little bit about the business. How'd you get going? Where are you at now? All right. Well, I bought the business in April of 2001. Actually, April 1st, 2001. So we're just passing 22 years in business. Uh, it had a different name then. Uh, I bought it from a f- uh, fellow local guy here, uh, and it was called Quality Lawn Maintenance, and that had started in 1989. Okay. So I ran with that um, that name for the first year, and when I bought the business, it had three maintenance crews. And so it was a great jumping-off point. You know, I wasn't at the point where I could manage the business without actually having to be doing the everyday, mm-hmm. you know, yard work. Mm-hmm. I had crews to do that. So after about one year, we rebranded and changed the name to New Leaf Landscape Services and and decided to provide full landscape service. Mm. So everything from design to installation to maintenance to hardscapes, irrigation, you know, we were a full service contractor. So uh, I ran it myself for the first year, and then I hired uh, a manager that I had known from back in the days at uh, Gibbs Landscape in Atlanta uh, that had worked with me for several years, and that allowed me to start growing the business, start selling, okay. and he would manage the business. So it just continued to grow over the uh, over the last 22 years, and uh, today we are at about 20, 21 maintenance crews Whew. in two offices. We have an office here, our main office in Gainesville, and then we also have an office in Lawrenceville, right. and that office primarily does commercial maintenance. We do commercial and residential maintenance as well as full service in the Gainesville uh, market. Uh, we have three installation crews, two flower crews, an irrigation crew. Uh, so we have grown and we have been blessed 
to uh, have grown the business tremendously over the last 22 years. So as you go out to grow the business, and you have grown it tremendously, what is it about New Leaf that makes people want to be your customer? Well, I think, you know, one simple thing is we call people back. I mean, <laughs> that helps. I mean, it does help. And it sounds really simple. But, you know, returning people's phone calls, uh, just, the, just you know, from initial impression, you know, we're going to call you back that same day, uh, no, no more than 24 hours, but we're typically we're going to call you back that same business day. And uh, we just provide a level of expertise that I don't think a lot of folks have. We've got a very talented team of designers and uh, operation folks, team leaders that been, have been with us running crews for, you know, years, some 10 years, some 15 years. Mm. I mean, we've had, we've got some longtime employees that really love what they do and mm. do it really well. Mm. And at, uh, I think you would attract the sort of employee who loves what they do and do it well because you, you, you have that sort of environment. Of, of excellence. You know, it's not just a, what is it, a mow, blow, and go. Right. We're, we're a long, long way away from mow, blowing, and going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is what a lot of landscapers do because they don't really understand what they're cutting, the type of grass they're cutting, what they're pruning, and when it should be pruned properly. There's a lot involved that, you know, that most people really don't understand. I mean, you could uh, prune something at the wrong time, and Mrs. Smith isn't going to see her hydrangeas bloom that summer. <laughs> It's not a good look. So yeah. you've got to know your you've got to know your product. You've got to know the timing. There's a lot involved in it. Mm-hmm. And things can change. I mean, it's 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 nature. It's Absolutely. plants. You Absolutely. Know? So ongoing consult consultation is key. Absolutely. Uh, but we uh, we're we're set up to really provide great customer service. You know, as far as the maintenance goes, you know, typically I'm, our account managers are going to handle about three or four crews and all the customer interaction that goes with it. So they're that main conduit of, of communication. And so, you know, it used to be where we had to have, you know, a big phone system in the office. Well, all our customers know our managers now. They use their cell phones. I mean, there's no right. reason to have, mm. you know, a lot of calls coming into the office anymore. So, uh, you know, we've, we've trained them well. Uh, we, we retain the best, and uh, it's worked well for us. So you've got good decentralized account management. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And if somebody needs something or wants to change the day something's done, you don't want them calling the office so you right. can hunt down their account right. manager. That's exactly right. Shoot them a text. That's right. That's how, and that's how it works. And we, and we, even when we sell it, we say, hey, listen, we're flexible. If you're having, you know, for our residential customers especially, if you're having a party or you need something special done, you know, for the weekend, just call us and we'll help, we'll, we'll help get it taken care of. At a higher level. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just thought of a good tagline, new leaf, when the other guys just won't cut it. I love that. What do you think? That I is mean, awesome. You know? I need to hire you to do our marketing. Oh, I tell you what. Fun times. Make some <laughs> cool t-shirts. So let me ask you this, and it's so great. I love, love, love getting to, to speak with folks like you and hear the story. Because, you know, people see you where you're at now. And mm-hmm. you've got this great business, a great team. But when you first bought the business... You got three install crews, or you said maintenance crews. Maintenance crews is it. What all went into your decision? How did you feel comfortable taking the big leap to go full service? Well, I had the experience doing that. Right. So, you know, my background is, you know, I have a degree in horticulture. I've been in the landscape business all my life. 
Uh, before I moved to Georgia in 1986, I lived up north. I had a small business up there, which was a, basically a small full-service company. Um, so I've I've been around, you know, full-service companies. I worked for a company called mm-hmm. Gibbs Landscape down mm-hmm. in Atlanta for 12 years, and they were full-service. Uh, I learned so much from Jim Gibbs. He was an amazing mentor and uh, just learned about how to provide quality service, how to provide, you know, excellent landscapes. Um so I worked for him, you know, from 86 to 98, and then I went and worked for a uh, real estate development company for three years in Gwinnett oh. County, and uh, it was Weeks Realty, and they had their own landscape division that not only took care of the buildings uh, that they owned, but we also competed out in the marketplace as well. So I learned, uh, and they were a, a, they were a REIT, so they were publicly owned, and mm. so I had to learn the numbers even more. I learned them oh, at Gibbs, yeah. but I had to fine-tune and so I had a lot of comfort going into not only how to provide the service, but what growth looks like when you add managers, when you can add salespeople, when you can add overhead, you know, when to hold back. So I had a lot of experience going into uh, the field before mm-hmm. I made the purchase in 2001. So important. And for, you know, younger folks listening or people that want to do their own thing, the importance of being on a team where you can learn. You know, you worked at Gibbs Gardens for 12 years, then three years for the REIT. And all of those got you to the place. And then you had to almost, in a way, take a step back. You went out of full service to go forward. We're going to jump back in to kind of how to know when to make those decisions when we return on North Georgia Business Radio X. get to where you want to go. You can't just jump right to it. How do you put the steps in place to climb that ladder to the top? That's what we're going to talk about in this segment of North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with the one and only world famous Steve Murray. And Steve, did I, what, what, you're the owner, the founder of New Leaf Landscaping. What is the title that you, what's, what's on your email signature? President. 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 Okay. Yes. President. Uh, and you do a great job of that. And there are managers and there are leaders. And I think you need to lead people and manage processes. And you do a great job of both. But particularly, I've seen the people leadership part. You've done a very wonderful job and continue to. So Well, and we use a lot of outside help help with that, too. I've realized I don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. It's two things. One, you know, you want to surround yourself with people that have skill sets other than yours. Mm-hmm. And people that are smarter than you. And you don't need to be intimidated by that because that's the only way you're going to grow. That's right. But uh, we have used consultants to come in and do leadership training for the last probably 15 years. Wow. And it has made a huge difference, not only for the executive team, but also all the all the management team meets meets uh, quarterly and the executive team meets monthly with, with uh, consultants. Okay. I love it. All right. So on that note. You used to be an executive at Gibbs Gardens, a fantastic, or Gibbs, not Gibbs Gardens, Gibbs, Gibbs Landscaping. Landscaping. Right. And you, I want to hear that part of the story because as I mentioned, you know, coming from the break, the kind of like these steps were in place. You, you had your own smaller full service landscape right. company up north. 
You came down here and worked for a great company for 12 years. Yes. Then you had another experience for three years. Both of these gave you multiple steps up in your skill set. Absolutely. I could have not have not have done what I've done without that experience. Mm. When I came to Gibbs in 1986, my thought was I'll work for them for a year and then I'll go back out, you know, because I had I was a business owner prior. Uh, but every time I thought about it, I ended up getting a promotion and get taking on more and more responsibility and learning more and more. And by 1990, I was promoted to VP of operations, which was my position for the last eight years. Hmm. So I was in budgeting meetings. I was, you know, you know, in meetings one-on-one with Jim Gibbs and just got so much insight and learned so much. And they invested heavily in leadership as well. So, you know, we were surrounded by people that just kind of poured into us uh, and really, and really grew us. Mm. And there's, there's two sides to this coin. One, you, you worked hard, did the right thing. So you were able to get in these ever increasing positions, which all prepared you to go out on your own. Absolutely. So if you had left after a year, New Leaf would likely not be what it is today. Or or not even been. Not even been. That's right. Or a mo blow and go. Yes, that's You right. know? And that's not what we want. I wouldn't have been in here talking to you. I'd be out cutting somebody's grass myself. That's right. That's right. All right. But then also, let's think about, you know, you built, you've got a great leadership team. And you, you have these executives underneath you. And you invest heavily in them. And there is always a possibility one of them goes and starts their company. And I would say that two things. First, you want to invest like crazy in them because then when they're with you, they're going to do well. That's right. You know? And h- how else do you, how do you, as you're building them up, what do you do to make, you know, if you've got some entrepreneurial minded folks, which I think make great mm. leaders, how do you get them more invested in your company to keep them there? Right. Well, give them the opportunity to make their own decisions, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I don't need to be the one, you know, managing the day to day. I give them, once once they're up and running and they're trained, you know, they they have the ability to make decisions on a, on a very large level. Uh, so it's almost like they're in the part of the business as well. I mean, they um, just, on a day-to-day basis, have a lot of autonomy. Yeah, uh, they're running their own business the lines. Game. That's right. If you're just joining us on North Georgia Business Radio X, I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with Steve Murray, president, owner, founder of New Leaf landscaping and just a heck of a guy thank you phil thank you glad you're here i'm i'm glad i'm getting this great conversation all you got was a cup of tepid coffee but it tastes so good it does yes let us just say i want to just put a plug out there if you're listening to this and you like coffee you need to go to meadowlark coffee off of the Gainesville Square. It's delicious even once it gets room temperature. It's fabulous at room temperature. I can't even imagine how good it's going to be when it's heated up. It, see, and that's why I didn't want it to be too hot because I didn't want your mind to be blown. That's right. And JP over there, he'll yeah. blow your mind with the coffee. Yeah, and I can get a full sip in. Yes. Yeah. There's pros and cons. There is. Great stuff. Okay, so I love that. Uh, and giving them, letting you know a lot about what people want when they think about their own business. It's not necessarily just more fi- financial reward. Some of it is that, but they want to be calling the shots. They want to be f- flexing those muscles. Right. You know, getting their wings right. out there, flying. And part of you know we we're growing each year. 
Mm-hmm. But part of the reason for growth is to retain people. Right. Because without growth, there's limited opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in order to keep the, the, the great folks I have, you need to keep providing more and more opportunity for them and more things that they can experience. And with the growth comes those things. And so it's really important to, as well to develop your leadership bench as well. To have people, in, you know, they're sitting on the bench getting ready to, to come out and, and take over these positions. We had uh, about two years ago, we had several opportunities. We expanded a little bit. We had a, a person leave and we were able to fill all the positions in-house. Wow. And that was the first time we were able to do it um, without having to go and hire from the outside. And it just felt so great oh. not, to, you know, to have those folks in place and just ready to go. And so that's that's key for us. And we're continuing to do that is hire good folks, train them up. And when the opportunity's there, they're ready to go. Get them in the culture. And then Absolutely. they might be learning a new role, but they're not learning a new organization. That's right. And... You, you are though you know that if you if you only get from inside you're kind of lacking in bringing in outside ideas but you're developing those leaders you have outside leadership help coming That's so right. you're expanding minds growing from within it's a beautiful thing it is I'm picturing a blooming uh, azalea right now that's what the business is. And I'm, I'm talking to you, and you guys help provide a lot of That's blooming right. azaleas. That's exactly right. So what is your favorite? This is just going in a totally different direction. If you think of your favorite uh, plant to put in a landscape, do you have a fave? Wow. Um, I love camellias. Camellias. Uh, Japanese and Sasanqua camellias. They're okay. beautiful. Uh, they bloom at different times of the year. Love hydrangeas. Mm. Um, love viburnum. And I've got a lot of those in my yard. My plant palette at the house really reflects kind of what I, I love, especially in the backyard. Oh, awesome. Yeah, you got to have a good-looking yard. You got to. <sighs> Living on Riverside Drive, it's it's you know it's a commercial, so you, 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 there's is. a lot of pressure to keep that yard looking good. It is. You know, um, there's so many great things. I mentioned you know at the beginning about how it is kind of like the front, the it's the the cover of the, of the book. But, you know, if you're out there running your business – uh, and you've got a lot of stress. How nice to come home to really a beautifully manicured oasis. Yes, and and it wasn't always that way. It took a while to get there, but uh, yeah, it's just amazing. It's a wonderful thing. I need to get back on the New Leaf train. I had New Leaf was doing my landscape and it made it wonderful, and then I moved to the farm. You're doing farm life now. <sighs> Sometimes I have cows cut the grass. Well, that's perfect. It's good unless you're about to have a kid birthday party the next day because they leave they leave fertilizer. Yeah, you know they're self fertilizing lawnmowers. Pluses and minuses. Pluses and minuses, yeah. just like everything. with everything. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's a good list of favorite plants. Before we go to our our commercial break here, uh, what do people need to be thinking about right now in spring when it comes to their lawns? Well, this is the time of year, you know, with warm season grass like Bermuda and zoysia. Uh, time to aerate, aerate, core aerate, get some oxygen down into that root system, loosen up the soil profile. It's also time to swip, swap your seasonal flowers out. So the, swap seasonal flowers. So the pansies are coming out and your summer color's going in. Okay. Uh, it's also a great time to do landscape installation. Still, you know, cool enough things to get established before okay. it gets too hot. Um, so those are the main things that are going on right now. All Mulching, right. pine straw, those Mulching, always doing that. Absolutely. All right, and New Leaf can help with all those. Absolutely, we can help. All right, we'll be back after this break on North Georgia Business Radio X.
how do you manage seasonality in your business? We're going to talk about that coming up right now on North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with Steve Murray, president, owner, founder, New Leaf Landscaping, all the above. Uh, Thanks again for being here, Steve. Uh, Lots of businesses deal with seasonality in some way, shape, or form, but very few to the extent that that you do in landscaping. Absolutely. Especially uh, in in the maintenance side of the business. Mm -hmm. You know, we we provide year-round service. We have 12-month contracts, annual contracts. But the labor needs for those contracts are about 60% in the late fall through early uh early early spring then peak season so from about november to march we only need six of of ten workers Mm. and so we have to we have to gear up every april for the for the season and so you know we had a lot of trouble over the years trying to do that because the only way you can be profitable in the landscape business is to manage your labor. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you're in trouble. So we found this program back about six years ago. I knew about it prior, but had never used it. But it's called the H2B program. It's a government program. It's a seasonal labor program. And you can bring people in from other countries for about up to 10 months a year, and then they have to go home. So it's not a pathway to citizenship. It's just a seasonal labor pool. And so the government sets a prevailing wage. Uh, you have to pay to get them up here. You got to pay for their visas. You got to pay to get them home. If they need housing, you don't have, you don't provide it, but you have to uh, help them find it. Okay. And so we started in the program six years ago. We had eleven workers come the first year. Okay. Nine of those eleven still are here today. Wow. Six. Yep. And probably everyone else is their good friends. That oh, they're yeah. like. Mr. Steve, bring these guys. Oh, that's how it works. That's how it works. So this year, we are at 45 seasonal labors that, that showed up. We actually have about 37 of them right now. We got three more, four more coming tonight, into flying into Atlanta. All right. And three more coming in about a week. And then we'll be at our 45, and we'll have, and these guys go right back on the same crew every year. They know the equipment. They know Man. the customers. A lot of them even run crews. They've learned English. Uh, our best install crew leader is a is a H two B employee. Cool, and they are just so talented and do <sighs> such a great job. And they're so excited to get here because it, it it changes the trajectory of their lives back home because they're making you know in an hour what they would make in a whole day. Wow! In their home countries. Wow! So they're going home in the winter. They're building homes. I mean, it's changing their lives. It's it's Man. just a huge blessing for for us and for them. Oh, I love that. Love that. Love that. Yeah, you're you're getting great folks, and yeah, helping to be a blessing for them. Right. And yeah, you you could send money to some charity down in some country where you could just give somebody a chance to work. Absolutely. What a beautiful thing that people want to. They're so pumped. To mm-hmm. come to our country to work, right? Because we have opportunity, right? And it would be, you know, almost impossible. To, it would be impossible to fill that those forty five slots with local labor. It's just not there. Yeah, uh, you know, ours is not an easy business. It's hot. It's cold. It's wet. It's you know, there's a lot of climate issues you're dealing with, and it's hard work. I mean, it's and it's long days. Yep, and it's just part of the year. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? 
So uh, if you're just joining us on North Georgia Business Radio X, I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with Steve Murray of New Leaf Landscaping, just talking about managing seasonality. You mentioned something, that managing the labor cost is absolutely critical. That's a, that's a critical factor in landscaping, and that's because of the seasonality, I yeah. assume. And that's about 50% of our, our direct costs of the of of our business is labor. Wow. Labor is our biggest one-line expense. And then your contracts, do you, you know, to help your customers with their budgeting and you with your cash flow, are they like a fixed amount each month that you just know? Yes, we yeah. annualize the price. So okay. It's e- even payments over a 12-month period. Is that the norm in the industry or is that vary? For companies that are do it really well, that's the norm. I mean, there are small mobile logo, as we said before, right. that cut, you know, charge by the cut. And, uh, you know, but in the wintertime, you know, there's no revenue. They're sitting at home. Yeah. So, but but the the norm in the industry, the way it should be done is with through annual contracts. Okay. I like it. So, um, what did you do before you came upon this program? Well, it was a challenge. You know, back in early 2000s, it was a lot, we were smaller, so the requirement for labor wasn't as big. And there was more labor. Um and we've always required, you know, to, people need to be legal. But before, prior to E-Verify, back in, I think, it was about 2010, you had to make sure, you just had to look and make sure it looked real, that their ID looked real. And as long as it looked real, there was no other test to, to be given. Yeah. Uh, and E-Verify came along, you know, and then we had to go through the system. It actually had to be real. Right. And so I'm not so naive to think that some of the people we hired back in 2000, even though they had an ID may have not been real but once 2010 came and e-verify came along of course we're going to comply with the law we always have uh then it became more difficult and a lot of uh labor left the state because of e-verify oh, they wow. went other places so the labor pool shrunk and so probably 2010 to about 2016 17 it was a struggle i mean we were all over the place trying to get labor you know, job fairs and, you know, having people come in and, you know, setting mm. up like little clinics to, to show them what we did. and uh, But it was very hard and it was very stressful on the managers and oh, the bet. crew leaders. Oh, yeah. Because they're training somebody new all the time. Oh. So this H2B program was really the, the savior of the labor situation for, for our company. Mm. Well, and it goes into wherever you can find them from, you need to find employees who want to work. Absolutely. Easier said than done. Absolutely, it is. Um, but uh, what a key. And so just pre- pre- presenting an opportunity who folks, you know, for folks who, who want that. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, we've had, at the old farm, we've had a good bit of volunteers who they're excited about farming and learning about that. Now, they're, not, awesome. they're not working there 40 and 50 hours a week, but they're coming huffing out, building fences, doing great things because they, they are excited about it. And... You know, I tell you, one thing, I'm able to to generate excitement because I personally am excited. I am very excited about what I'm doing, and so that is contagious for the right kind of person. And a lesson to take from that is you, you've got to love what you do. You've got to be your number one brand advocate. Absolutely. So, And we do uh, every Monday morning at 7 o'clock at both offices, we do simulcast, but we have a team meeting. And it's really just to kind of share in the successes, uh, praise people for what they've been doing, brag on people that have gotten great customer reviews, 
getting people excited, keeping them in the loop. I mean, communication with your team is so critical. And those Monday morning meetings, and they don't last long. It's a 15, Mm -hmm. 20-minute meeting. Mm. But it just keeps people fired up. And then every night we have a different manager closing, and they're out there in the back greeting everybody coming back, you know, talking to them, just, you know, engaging with them. And uh, it really works. It's a... uh, it's just a great environment. If you want the lights to be on, you got to plug them in. You got to keep them plugged in. That's exactly right. That's Amen. Exactly right. So what, you know, if you're a business owner and you've been running this business 20, 20 years, over 20 years, what keeps you excited? Because it can be tiring. It can, but I, I just love what I do. I've always loved landscaping. I've always loved horticulture. So it's not even a job to me. I mean, it's obviously it's stressful. Sure. You know, you're you're managing a hundred people. Whew. But with the team you got I have in place, you know, they make it a lot easier, and they're doing most of the heavy lifting. So, um, you know, putting that team in place has really kind of kept me inspired as well. But uh, I just, I I love I love it. Mm. One big thing I take from that is you've got to love what you do, so you can inspire a great team and building a great team is a harder work than doing what you do because that's what you like. But it, if you can inspire the team and build them, then you get to have the fun of doing what you do versus right. banging your head against that's the right. wall. All right. I'm, it's, it's bittersweet. We only have one more segment to go, and we're going to break down our final leadership lessons from Steve Murray, New Leaf Landscaping here on North Georgia Business Radio X. difference is your business making to the world? Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, here with Steve Murray, New Leaf Landscaping. Steve, you've built a great business, continue to build it, developing people, providing excellent service, all that goes into that. But really, that's not enough for you. And New Leaf is a tool for improving your community. Tell us about that. Well, a couple things. One, uh, I see our business as a ministry, mm. and uh, the management sees it that same way too. I w- you know, I've been a Christian for over thirty years. Um, I've been a businessman for twenty-two years with our, my own business. I joined a group called C12. It's a Christian CEO group mm-hmm. back in two thousand and four, and that's when I really saw that the two can be combined. Mm-hmm. You know, your business can be a ministry. You don't have to be a Christian. And a businessman. You can be a Christian business. And so that's really when uh, it just the business took on a whole different shift. And we try to give back to the, not only are we open about our faith. I mean, our um, mission statement is we are a team dedicated to God. Wait a minute. We are a team committed to honoring God by providing premium landscape service. I love it. And so we were bold putting that out there. I was a little nervous about putting it out there, but best thing I ever did. And I, it, it just it was a game changer for New Leaf. Um, but we try to, you know, we're, we're open about our faith. We pray before our meetings. Um, we don't force it on anybody, mm-hmm. but if they care to join us, they can, you know, when we close out meetings, we'll, you know, ask them to bow their heads and we'll pray, pray the meeting out. We, we pray before the beginning of all our management meetings. 
Um, but it is a, uh, it's just the culture that it just permeates. Mm-hmm. Um, we started a program called CPI, Community Partnership Initiative. And uh, my VP of Business Development, Josh Everett, um, came up with that several years ago. And our goal is that each maintenance crew provides a no-charge service for somebody in need. Oh, so I either they're that. going through a tough time, a husband might be sick, or you know, an older person that's husband has died, or a nonprofit. Uh, so we uh, mm. we provide that service, and we also provide because our install team wants to be part of that. We also provide that for them too. Projects wow. uh, that will get them involved too, and we'll donate, you know, plants and labor to you know, to good causes as well. I love that. You know, <clears throat> first off, I think, you know, you're you're not using your Christian faith as something to try to be marketing. It's just, this no, is who we are. That's right. And if somebody has no belief in, in an intelligent creator, uh, that's fine. They're still going to love dealing with a business who values honesty, doing everything to your utmost. That's right. Treating people with love. These are uh, these are universally embraced um, embraced uh, attributes. It's almost like they were implanted on our hearts. I don't know, call me crazy. That's amazing, but um, that's wonderful. And I tell you what, I I love. You know, I've seen and worked with a lot of business owners who have, um, you know, become successful, and they've leveraged financial success to charitable giving. And I love that. That's wonderful. But even if you don't charitably give a dollar, just the fact if you are running a company with integrity, you're providing all this opportunity for people. You're helping these people who come on these visas and your full-time 365 days a year employees feed their families, build their homes. That's right. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. That's right. Without the without the the seasonal workers, the the full-time workers don't have a job because they need those folks to fulfill you know the contracts that we provide the, our customers. So it's a it's a huge deal not only for our our team, our permanent team, but our but our seasonal team as well. I love that. Uh, it's and it is it's something that it is extra inspiring to run a successful business. You can't just say, "Hey, we're going to do this business just so we can do lawns for free," because you got to be profitable so that you can really give off of that fruit. Absolutely, and it's beautiful. And we really take a lot of pride in our core values, too. Our main one is servant's heart. And uh, we have seven core values. Uh, servant's heart, customer-focused, high integrity, team player, positive attitude, accountable, and dedicated. And we'll go through these probably two to three times a year in those Monday morning meetings I, mm. I discussed. So we'll ask for volunteers from the field, from the managers, to like to speak about that core value and keep that in front of everybody so mm. that that kind of permeates their being while they're working with new leaf i love that just you got to keep reinforcing it absolutely keep reinforcing and you're having ownership and buy-in from all those employees right to really push that forward that's a beautiful thing and it makes it so much more inspiring to get up every day there's so much more you're doing than making a buck that's right oh so you mentioned a hundred employees Peak season, we're at 100 employees. Peak season, 100. So your normal is like 60? 60. Uh, we're not normal. This, this is normal. This is normal. But yeah, winter season, off season, we're about 60. <sighs> yep. All right. So you have built a good team, and you're empowering your leaders to a big degree. 
how do you, even with that though, in some ways, because you're delegating responsibility, you're kind of farther from the people on the front lines because they don't have to come to you for everything. Are the Monday morning meetings and things like that the way that you kind of connect with everybody? How do you do that as the owner who's appropriately built in those layers of leadership underneath you? How do you, how do you, you know, see everyone or are you even able to do that? Well, the Monday morning meetings are a huge way to see everybody. Um, even, even for, even if it's only for 15 minutes every Monday. Uh, the other way is I mentioned as a closing manager, I'll, I'll, I'll participate in that. Like this, like last night was my closing night for the month. Okay. So I'm out there, you know, shaking hands and talking and checking on everybody. The other thing is just kind of by management by walking around. So all the <laughs> managers, you know, uh, that, that are not on the executive team are down at the other end of the building. So I'm just walking down, checking on them, talking to them, chatting with them. So they see me, um, on a regular basis. And it's kind of freeing for me not to be managing them because I can just kind of yeah. love on them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on last week's show with uh, Chief Jay Parrish, he was talking about how they, they you know, the, the law enforcement officers, they need some mental health help because they go through so much, you know, traumatic experiences. Right. And that it's imperative that they get their peers to help be the front line with them because they don't want to come to the boss with some weakness, even though he makes it clear that he wants them to. They're afraid to do that. So, yeah, because they're not reporting directly to you, they can feel more comfortable having... Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. That's great. I like that. Management by walking around. You got to do it some. You got to. Yeah, do it some. So, tell us this. We're here. You've built the company up to this point. You continue to grow it, to serve more people. And to give opportunities for your leaders. Where do you see the company in three or five years? Well, we actually had a five-year growth meeting uh, late last year. Okay. Uh, We used Robert Mallon to do a lot of our consulting. You know Robert. I do. Thank goodness. And he led that meeting uh, with us. And, you know, we just, things like revenue projections, you know, how much growth do we want each year? Uh, different office locations. Do we want to mm. you know, expand beyond the two we have to help serve our market? Um, you know, what kind of trucks we're going to be driving? What kind of equipment we're going to be using? How many new managers are we going to need to support that growth? And so we're going to revisit that every year. Okay. And just see how we're coming towards our five-year goal. You got to have that. Have it have out it. in front. Absolutely. All right. We're going to do something that I'm just feeling inspired because I love talking to you, Steve. And I forget to do it on many shows, but we're going to do a a wrap-up. I love it. So what are three things about landscaping your business we should wrap about? I would say uh, quality. Quality. Customer service. Customer service. And leadership. And leadership. Okay. That's what we're going to do. Do you want to wrap first or do you want me to? I'm going to let you have the whole thing. <laughs> All right. I love listening to you rap. Oh. Quality. Don't settle for anything but the best. Steve comes around. It's like he's S on his chest. Superman coming there, taking care of your yard, taking care of the bushes. It isn't so hard. Customer service. Call back in 24 hours. They're there in the sunshine or in rain showers. Leadership. Building up the team. Working for Steve. I think it feels like a dream. Every Monday, get together 15 minutos. Come on in and learn. Get led by the 
Ah, see, I had nothing for Utos. <laughs> I don't know why I went with that word, but you were, you it was on fun. A roll, oh, I was on a roll. Great. Steve, thank you. So many great lessons that I hope you as business leaders and aspiring business leaders uh, can learn from. Uh, come on back next week, next week for more North Georgia Business Radio X. You've been listening to North Georgia Business Radio X with Phil Vanelli. What local business do you know that should be highlighted on our program? Let us know. Just search North Georgia Business Radio X on Facebook or contact Bo at businessradiox.com. See you next time, and remember to support our local businesses.